Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Again, for your shame, you shall have double. Everybody say double. For confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Thank God he's got portions for us. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double. Now, I like this one. Here's the one kind of jump off. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Amen? Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Now, I haven't talked much on this lately. We've been kind of going in other directions, but the Lord kind of quickened this to my spirit today. Actually, I was going to go in another direction. The Lord said, no, you go this direction. How many know it's good to follow God? And so that's the direction I'm going to go. Now, what's going on in the earth right now is dire, whether you realize it or not. I mean, if you don't, even if you never turned on the television or cranked up your computer or the radio, you should be able to just sense in your spirit the, 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 the albany of what's going on around the whole earth and the nations and the peoples of the earth are convulsing right now. Uh, natural disasters are taking place all over the planet. Uh, uh, political and social uh, upheaval and turmoil. I mean, the stage is being set, church, for the, for, the, for, the, for the last of the last days. For the end, this is it. I said, this is it. You know, uh, two or three weeks ago, you could have you said, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe things are, uh, keep going along this direction. But you can't say that anymore. I mean, it's, it's falling like dominoes right now. And the problem is, for the most part, a lot of the church remains asleep, but there is a remnant of people that aren't. I don't believe we are. We have been praying. We've been interceding. We've had seasons of prayer. We stand behind some of these wonderful ministers. I got a, a text from uh, 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 Pastor Christopher along today, and they're starting uh, another crusade there in Tanzania. And uh, he's just, you know, the power of God was moving. Hundreds were saved. Uh, all that's going on. Others that are doing the same thing. We're seeing God move around people that desire and around people that are contending for it. But here's something I want you to realize. And if you can reach over and, and, and grab a, a, a dial or a thermostat of some type, the, the, the happiness level of the world has been really coming way down. I don't think I've seen anybody smile on TV in months. <laughs> Amen? I mean, look, I, I kind of feel like this. The world has become so super sensitive. I mean, emotions are at their, they're at their height. People are, listen, it's kind of like uh, a ship in the water. You know, ships, these big ships that go through the water, you know, they do their best to put them together. And back in the day, you know, a lot of, some of the guys that, that, that are here in church, I used to work out at Todd Shipyard, so they used to uh, repair them and build them back in the day. But, you know, they put those things together with plates. This is what they find out on sea stocks. They'd turn them into the swell. They'd turn it into the storm because they knew the pressure of the waves against the hull would reveal any weakness. And they'd bring it back in the, in the, in the pods or wherever else it's at, and they'd put it back in the dry dock, and they'd fix those weaknesses and make them strong. 
Well, sometimes the, the ship of the move of God is like that, and God's kind of got it in a sea trial, and He turns it toward all the turmoil that's going on in the earth, and you feel this pressure, you think, what's going on? Well, God is strengthening. God's trying to build a resistance in His church to where we are resistant. Resistant against all these COVIDs and all the goofiness that goes with it. Amen? I mean, it's, it's people say, well, it's big bad monsters. You say, no, listen, they, they manipulated this whole stinking thing. And if it was running the way it should have run, it would have been over after the first three or four months. But they carried it on and on. Why? Because they saw something. A time happened. Something happened in the spirit in which the spirit realm said, hey, we're loose for something. Let's go do it. And that's exactly what has happened. And anybody that's spiritual knows this whole thing, the root of everything that's going on right now is a spiritual root of the iniquity of man that has been on this earth for over 6,000 years. But thank God we're not in the human family anymore. We're in God's family, and God's got provision and blessing. And the, listen, the, the, the level of happiness may have come down in the world, but I tell you, God is going to turn up the joy in the church. He's going to turn it up in the church. I'm going to show you in the Word of God tonight that during the most trying times on this planet is when God turns up the joy of His people because He knows the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if you will, how can we do this, Lord? Go to Nehemiah. Now, if I were to contrast what was going on in Nehemiah's day with what's going on today, could you imagine being plucked up out of your home? Watch your home burned and destroyed. Watch your friends and neighbors slaughtered and murdered and be dragged into a foreign nation and made a slave out of it. Amen? That's Nehemiah. That's all those people right there. So it wasn't the best of time. Listen, the, the happiness meter wasn't turned up too high. They're in slavery. They had suffered loss. And then the, the city of God, Jerusalem, which is the, is the, is the heartbeat of a, of a true Jewish person, Jerusalem is the city of God. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I remember I went there in 1985, and we had the tour that my dad took us on didn't go to Jerusalem uh, the first two days. We ended up there the third day, and then we stayed there for three days and stayed in the vicinity. So we went around these other places, and we were on this little bus. There was only about 30 of us. But when we started coming into Jerusalem, the presence of God was so real. And from that point, because we went around to the Wailing Wall, and it was on Friday, Friday at 6, beginning of the Sabbath, the rabbinical school poured out into the streets. They're out there dancing and worshiping God. I'm telling you, the glory of God was there. I'm telling you, the glory of God was there. There was a tangible presence of God. Jewish people know about the presence of God. They know about the power of God. They know about the provision of God. God took them as a slave nation out of Egypt and made a mighty nation out of them. But not during Nehemiah's day. I'm telling things to die. And his heart broke. And God gets him an assignment. And man, if you go study the book of Nehemiah, you'll see what went on and the opposition that came and that which he had to face. And sometimes they, man, they work with a hammer in one hand, a sword in the other. But supernaturally, and what was it, 53, 53 days, the walls were up. 
God was supernatural. And even though all the opposition that came against it, just kept trying and trying and trying, listen, they got it done. They did it by faith. And God bless them. Now, go to, go to chapter uh, Go to chapter 8. Look at it kind of like this. You really don't know true peace until you have a reason to have it. Now think about that for a minute. You've never really gone through something in which you really needed the peace of God and it showed up. It is the peace that passes all understanding. Because according to your understanding, you should not have peace, but God gives you peace. Now joy is the same way. Many times it's against the backdrop of the calamities of life that God gives you joy. And listen, your joy, your joy is in is in Him, is in God, and in, in what He has already done. And as we sang the song tonight, in His faithfulness. I said in His faithfulness. I mean, you know God, you know God's coming through for you. Now, Nehemiah, they had done, they had done the work, they got everything up, but, but now they're bringing the Word of God out. I notice what happened, verse, verse uh, 8, chapter 8. It says, Nehemiah, which is the Tetrissa, and Ezra the priest and the scribes and the Levites that taught the people, said unto the people, said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God, more not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law, or when they heard the word of God. Now, here's what happened. These guys had been, had been recruited by, by, by Nehemiah. We can actually say recruited by God. And they had been given an assignment, and God gave, even, gave them even favor with the world. Amen? They had extreme divine favor. But when they got over there, there was all this opposition that came all of that opposition was in the forms of words and suggestions. But these people, they had a heart for God. They worked anyway. They got the work done. Now they settle back and the Word of God is going forth and they're figuring out because when the Word of God goes forth, you figure out why you're in the state you're in. They started figuring out. That's why we had to rebuild these walls. That's why we ended up slaves. That's why we lost all the gold of the temple. That's why we're in the state we're in right now. And the Bible says, you know, they begin to, they begin to weep, they begin to mourn. But I'm going to tell you, God's got something better for you than just being convicted and not doing anything about it. God's got something better for you than just the sorrow of your sin and your past. God's got something better for you that will not only deliver you out of what empowers you to get in that position in the first place, but will give you true joy and your faithfulness and mercy to get you out. They're all weeping. So all the people wept when they heard the words of the Lord. They go, oh man, no wonder we're in such bad shape. Then he said unto them, go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. You know what he's telling them? He says, take the best part of this. Eat the sweet. Take the fat. Take the best part of it. You know, if you go study that, they understood that. Because they knew from their ancestors that when the Passover lamb is eaten, you have to eat the whole lamb. 
that's true of us today. You say, what? We have to eat the whole land. You just can't cherry pick all the scriptures that you like that make you feel good about yourself or your situation. You've got to eat the whole land. There may be scriptures that deal with your character. There may be scriptures that deal with your personality. There may be scriptures that deal with all kinds of stuff in your life. But you've got to eat the good and you've got to eat the bitter herbs. That means you've got to be willing to be corrected, you've got to be willing to be taught, and you've got to be willing to let your character come in line with the character of Christ. Sometimes that's not easy. Amen? And if you didn't have joy, it would be a sorrow. Thank you, Lord. How did Jesus go to the cross? That was pretty desperate. That was pretty dark. That was pretty dark. But how did he go? What was his, how can I say it? What was his emotional investment in the cross? Whew, that's good. I've never heard that before. What was his emotional investment in the cross? He went for the joy that was set before. What was that joy? Every one of us. He saw our faces. He saw us. He saw, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, so He went to the cross for the joy that was said before. You say, why are you saying that? We don't go through some stuff, church. Don't you listen to this. Everything's going to be all right. And now I'm going to tell you something. They've upset the apple cart. The wheels are coming off. Amen. Man, I'll tell you, in prayer and in instruction, we see these things. And then we look, you don't listen to the right people. We were listening yesterday to the vice mayor of Jericho, back in Israel, who's a colonel in the Israeli army. I think he knows a little bit. And he was painting a picture of what, what was actually is taking place in Afghanistan and what that's going to lead to. And could lead to in a, in a week or month scenario. Thank God. But we know who we know. And we are who we are. You say, why? Because it's been going down here for 16 months, 17 months. And it hasn't hit the bottom yet. And I'm telling you, things have been put into motion. This gonna, now, 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 now listen to me. It's going to give the church such an opportunity. Just like this weekend, to do what? To love people, to help people, to reach people, to tell them you can be okay Jesus is Lord, to bring them into an atmosphere and let them feel the peace of God and sense the peace of God and then teach them the Word of God so they can take it with them and give it to other people. We can't be these types of Christians just sitting in the windows and saying, oh my God, look what's happening, look what's happening, what are you going to do that? Shaking our hands and miss our day of visitation. That's why God is preparing us the way He is right now. Through what? Through prayer, through intercession, dealing with our character, helping us see who we are in Christ, what we have, what we can do in Christ, and strengthening us and help us to realize there is a joy that is set before us. There is a joy that is set before us. And that joy isn't going up in the rapture. That's the joy is all the people we take with us. Amen? Now, let me read this. We'll go to another. How's my Oh, I'm doing good. I even got time left. Such joy. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions unto them whom nothing is prepared. For this, for this day is holy unto our Lord. 
neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You don't even tell them, don't look at what you don't have and what we haven't done and what we can't do. Look at what the Lord has done. God has built these walls. He's put up these gates. He's done it supernaturally. God, Jerusalem, the city of God is secure again. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Go to, uh, go to Romans. Go to Romans. Romans chapter 14. People ask, is God preparing us for what's coming? Yes, He is. And He's preparing us, yes, to walk in authority, to have dominion. Amen? To walk in authority, to have dominion, to fight our fight of faith, whatever that may be. Amen? And He's also called us to be a witness in this last day and last hour. Now, we do that on many levels, national, international, over the Internet, all that type of stuff. And thank God for the results we get. That'll increase. You say, why? Well, because of the day and hour and the desperation of people. I tell you, people, people are afraid. Seriously. Therefore, we must understand that there is a presentation that God wants to present in these last days of His church. And he wants that to say, this is who I am. And this is how I'm responding to your dilemma. And it may be somebody coming in, bound by fear. They get delivered, saved and filled the Holy Ghost. Maybe someone on the street that needs a meal, a clothes. It may be a, 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 one of many things, but all of them put together will be the expression of God Toward all of the negativity that's going on. It will be the light in the midst of darkness. Amen? Now, in carrying that out as an assignment in the day and hour in which we live, God wants us to, for lack of a better explanation, He wants us to flow in the anointing of royalty. Now, let me explain that to you. You say, what do you mean flow in the anointing of royalty? Well, first of all, you've got to understand that you're in a royal family. Amen? And royalty doesn't mean you sit around with your chest out. That means in your assignment and activity for the family that you're a part of, you know that what you're doing, you're doing out of obedience to what the lover of the universe, originator of mercy, fountainhead of compassion, one that sends tidal waves of grace onto the earth, that you're not there to stand above people, but you're, you're here to step down into their rhythm and bring the presence of that into their lives. I've noticed it over the years. If you've got friends or people in your life that you've been ministering to over, over a period of years, and how many times you'll be with them, and you can tell they're drawing off of you spiritually. So, every word you say, they just, like, like, they're just eating it up. 
And I've even seen them get to the point where you get in a situation, it may be a, a, a benign situation, hunting, fishing, doing something, and they, they, insta- they initiate conversation that gets you to talk about God. That's an invitation right there that the Holy Ghost is working on that person, and you need to be aware of that. Amen. But one of the greatest things, now listen to me, one of the greatest things that I've experienced is over and over and over, when you begin to tell about what God's doing for you, about what God's doing in your life, about what God, and then you begin to switch over and begin to talk to them about what God's already done for them, there should be such a joy in you. You say, what do you mean such a joy? The type of joy of a farmer who's successful, and he's driving in his brand new John Deere combine, and he's going through all those stocks of wheat, and he's just got all the joy. You say, well, because seed time and harvest work. Seed time and harvest work. So the joy is set before you. Now, here, quickly, I've got just a couple minutes. Uh, did I tell you Romans 14? Very familiar scripture. Very familiar scripture. Verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, listen to that again. Let's do it carefully. For the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. Now, we've taught on this many times. The meat and drink being referred to here is the legalism of the law. I've always said it like this for you. The kingdom of God is not manifested in all the do's and don'ts he said, why not? Because you do the don't. And don't do the do. <laughs> That's called the law. Amen. So the kingdom of God is not in all the do's and don'ts. But in righteousness, everybody say righteousness. Peace, everybody say peace. Now here is it is. And joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, I like to do backward math. I don't even know if there's such a thing. But I invented it. So for me, there is. And my backward math is with scripture. And I like to go from the back to the front. And then again from the front to the back. And maybe from the middle to the side. That's called meditation. Amen? Now, if I look at this scripture, and I've meditated on this scripture, I don't know how many times, and I think for the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That means if I'm trying to initiate the kingdom in my life through legalism or through meat and drink, I'm not going to have any righteousness, nor peace, nor joy in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be an old cranky Christian yelling at everybody that had to stop doing what I think they should not be doing. Don't smoke, don't drink, don't this, don't that, don't this, don't... That's really what we need in these days, isn't it? Amen? Especially when we're having to reach people that are... You know, these drugs these days are so powerful. My God. We lost a family member the other day. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. And there's 200 men. 54, 55 now a day that die because of that one foul drug in our nation. What do you think? Walk up and say, don't do dope no more? You know, there's, there's, I, don't, I don't, hardly ever, maybe once in a great while, I'll talk about something on the internet 
to go listen to or uh, 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 watch as a message? There's a message by David Wilkerson called Anguish. And it's one of those, it's called the Prayer of the Anguish. And it's one of the, he gives part of his testimony in the house was a pastor in Pennsylvania and God started his heart and all this took place and, and he ended up in New York and basically ended up a failure, sitting on a big crime because nothing worked. And then God begins to speak to him and begins to invigorate him and empower him, not with a bunch of do's and don'ts, but with an anointing. And then one, one day later, after coming out of intercession and anguish, joy came. Now this time, the same drug addict who cut the buttons off his toes the first time, cut them off his vest the second time. But by the time they finished cutting the last one off, the main guy was on his knees. That was Mickey Cruz. Gave a talk to the Lord and became a tremendous evangelist, still alive today. I think he is. So you have to see that the compassion of God does not work in the do's and don'ts. Look at all the people Jesus touched. How many of them were not do's and don'ts people? Because they lived in a do's and don'ts society. They lived under the law. And then everybody Jesus touched and was hurting and bound. Like, 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 the, like the woman that came and bathed his feet. He was a prostitute. Why were they so drawn to him? Because he wasn't the do's and don'ts. He was the righteousness. He was the peace. He was the joy and the hope. Could you imagine what one of those villages must have been like as Jesus left? And everyone was healed. Could you imagine the celebrating in those villages when all the devils were cast out and all the people were healed and Jesus was visited and God had been there? I'm telling you, the world does not, there's no happiness that can compare to being with God and living for God. Joy, don't say joy. It's a unique word because it has a verb and noun form. An emotion evoked by well-being or success. The verb is to joy. It says it is an expression of dancing, singing, laughing, and cheerfulness. Now, see, most Christians would think this. Well, that's all so holy, but we don't want to. We don't want to get into any type of extremism. Why not? I need some extremism right now, don't you? I need some extreme presence of God. I need some extreme anointing. I need some extreme outpourings of God. I need an extreme touch of God upon my life. We need an extreme revival in this church and in this area. We need an extreme hand of God to come down out of heaven and move amongst all this craziness that's going on. So don't, don't sell out your joy because you're afraid of being extreme. I mean, we live in a world right now, look at all the extreme things people do in this world. What are they looking for? They're searching, they're looking for something to fill that hole in them that only God can fill. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. Good, I'll close with that. But in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, righteousness is a, a revelation. You, you need that revelation. You say, what do you mean by revelation? Not just something that's taught to you. You come to Irish, you say, yeah, you pastor, that's about a 
you know, righteous, the righteousness of God in Christ. But I'll tell you, you know, you know if you really believe that, when the enemy tries to condemn you. Amen? Every time you make a mistake, the enemy, the first thing he does is try to condemn you because he knows that he can get you to, to, to bite on the hook of condemnation that he can drop guilt down your throat. And then you're guilty and you're thinking, oh, you know, and it's just, that's, not, that's not how God chastens. It's not how God corrects. Amen? So when you get this, you know, you study the Word and, and, you're, and maybe, maybe I'm teaching or another teacher and you're listening to somebody and you're studying on your own, you think, you know, he didn't know sin. Hmm. 2 Corinthians 5.21, He was made sin on my behalf so that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. So that means I don't earn righteousness. That means I don't evolve into righteousness. That means, that means I, 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 there's not enough uh, do's and don'ts that I can adhere to. The word's made. And in reality, it's a term that has to do with the forming of a child. You were made a male. You were made a female. I know there's other aspects. We were made, you know, different uh, ethnic uh, groups. We, we can all talk about the physical makeup of who we are, and it's who we are. Have you noticed the very essence of who we are as people is under attack? All these people that think, well, I'm not the way I was born. I'm this way. Well, it's, well you need to have compassion. We do have compassion. We post. That's the same thing. The same thing through of revelation in the Word of God. You see, now listen, there's nothing I can do. You mean the day I got saved, the day that I said yes to Jesus, the day I believed in my heart and focused my mouth and Jesus, God raised Jesus. Surely I've got to have a ministry like Billy Graham or, or be a missionary or just somebody. No, no, no. You are made, you are as much the righteousness of God in Christ as Christ Himself is toward the Father. That is your right standing. When God sees you, He sees His Son in you. That's why He gives you access like He does. Man, when that becomes a revelation, a boldness comes on you. Listen, you're a right. <laughs> world country preacher said. He said you're ready to swing out over hell on a dry corn stalk and spit in the devil's eye. Righteous. I don't have any guilt anymore. I can stand before the Father without any sense of guilt or condemnation. I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Nothing in my own heart. No holiness in me. No righteousness. It's all in Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you know what that produces? Peace. There's no one on planet Earth that has peace unless they have a revelation of righteousness. You say, well, because the devil will disturb your peace every time you see some of you may remember the, you know, the first few days and months that you were saved and you were Christian, you were young in the Lord, and then you know, you'd hear teaching and things like that, and, and the enemy would use it against you. And you'd have some thought in your mind, you think, oh my God, I'm saying, oh Lord Jesus, what I do now? Nobody went to that, I guess. Me and Brian did. So I'm right to Brian, amen. <laughs> amen. Well, that, that, you had to grow out of that into a sense of what? Righteousness. Because there's not enough you can do. There's nothing you can do except accept the righteousness given. And that brings such peace. When you go to the Father in prayer, when you're in a, when you're in a calamity, when there's, when there's trauma, when there's drama, when all this stuff's going on, you've got, you know, I'm right with God. Thank God I'm right with God. Man, I'm the righteousness of God. And, God. and such peace comes. 
So righteousness is the revelation, and peace is the demonstration that comes with that revelation. Let me say this. If you've got a true revelation of righteousness, you want to. And not because you don't have to. Because you don't want to. Because you don't want to. Amen? I mean, there's a lot of people that are just looking for a way to sin, calling it grace. People have written books on it. Oh, that's okay. It's in your lower nature. God knows it. Well, that's not true at all. That grace is not given so we can enjoy the pleasures of sin and get away with it. It's given so we can walk away from sin and not have to deal with it. I can get off on that. Good anyway, wasn't it? So there's righteousness, and then there's peace. But then there's the joy in the Holy Ghost part. Now, I'm just like you. I love joy in the Holy Ghost meeting. You know, roll on the floor, jump up and down. Who was that we used to go to his meetings or so? Oh, Joe Jordan. Oh, my goodness. Anybody here in a Joe Jordan meeting? You talk about crazy. I, I saw people literally stuck on the wall. <laughs> stuck on the wall. I saw a guy, his, 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 his old lady came and got saved. He was a, they were bikers. So his old lady, because that's what he called came and got saved. Well, he came the next night and he was like, what did you do to my old lady? <laughs> so he come up the aisle and he just about from here to, to go and his foot gets stuck on the floor. Looking at the crowd, walking around in the church, looking at the crowd. What you do to me? He starts panicking. <laughs> He's pulling on his foot. He's going to get his foot up off the floor. And then Joe, he's turning it like this. And finally, the guy goes through all these contortions and all this kind of And finally, he starts going through, What do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? And, and Joe just walked over there and just very, very gently let him do a Amen. Well, I love those kind of meetings. Praise God. Joy in the Holy Ghost. But now listen, that's a relevant reality, but that's not in the context of what God is showing us here. God is showing us here that He gives us this revelation, that He gives us this manifestation, but the purpose of both the revelation and the manifestation is to make a presentation to the world. For the world to see. Why didn't you get saved a day earlier than you did? Because you didn't want to. And why you didn't want to was because you knew a Christian. Nobody laughed at that, but it's the truth. Amen? I heard one guy's testimony. He, he, he was a, he got a successful full gospel businessman. And he said, he said, I hired this secretary. He said, I know it's in the bed. But when she came in and sat down, out of her bag that she carried in there, you know, with her stuff for bed, it's a Bible, it's important. Uh, a CD player, uh, no, uh, a cassette tape player. He said, what in the world? And he said, every day, uh, he, said, he said, I could tolerate the Bible. He said, I could tolerate the CD player. He said, what I couldn't tolerate was walking in every morning, hungover, and having her standing there with a cup of coffee going, Hello, God loves you. This is going to be a great day. He said that, I, he said, I'd go back to my office I'm fire right now. She's gone. She's gone. He said, I'd sit there and sue sometimes for hours. 
And I'd go out and get drunk. Come in the next morning. Get going. Find all of you. We're going to have a glorious day. Went on and on. Until he became one. He was just up there giving the testimony how he got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen, God will find you. God will find you. And when God finds you, he wants to present you with something. Not just no dud Christian with a frown on your face. You wouldn't want to serve God, would you? Come to my church. Well, of course not, I wouldn't. I'd want you on my door. Amen. No, God wants that joy in the Holy Ghost to be your overall presentation to the world. He says, well, I don't think just people just get old smile and laughing all the time, having a good time. The whole world's going to hell. Well, you ought to just enjoy your salvation then. The Bible says, with joy we draw out of the wells of salvation. And that joy is what God wants to take. But the whole world, listen, they're listening to that stuff. They're, 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 they're populated in it. And you're always producing fear. It's producing fear. Listen, it's producing, it's producing all kinds of mental uh, things that are going on, phobias and fears of people. It's just horrible what it's doing. And then you walk in. God loves you! <laughs> Amen? And then, you know, it may be hits the, the flesh in their box. But I guarantee you, if you went in there while that was going on with that, with that businessman, that full gospel businessman, if you went, would, would went in there, uh, you know, two weeks into it, when, you know, a week later, two weeks later, I got saved and said, I'm going to take her out. Uh, you don't want her. He said, no, leave her there. Leave her there. Leave her there. Because anytime there's any light in darkness, and anytime anybody's hungry, God's going to make sure somebody that's got that joy shows up. So that wasn't his testimony. His testimony was amazing. He was just talking about how he got saved. But this guy, he was from Philadelphia, one of, one of places like that. So he was a Baptist. God bless the Baptist. And I did go to Lake And uh, he, he came to a, a full gospel and got the Holy Ghost, speaking of the tongue. And so he had been filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, for about three or four months. And he read some books. He read Brother Hagen's books. He read different books. He just he said I was just absorbed by stuff. And he said, I had this thought driving down the road. He said, yeah, what if God could really speak to me? You know, like all these preachers talking about things and God talks. And God said this, God said that. He said, right then God spoke to him. He said, turn into this parking lot. He looked at him the Catholic Church. He said, the first thing he said was, Lord, I'm Baptist. He said, the Lord had trust on him very strong. So he turned into this parking lot. And he, he said, he, he, he sat there in his car and the Lord said, now get out and go in. And he sat there for a minute and said, am I really hearing from God? Well, if I lost my mind. I mean, you're out you gotta, you got to realize, when this first begins to happen to people, many times they wonder, am I losing my mind? But it's really God speaking to So he gets up and he says, he walked in. He never, never forgot. And he said, when he walked in, the hallway was so dark and he saw a light. You know, kind of under the door. And so off he went down there, and he said, knocked on the door, and a priest came to the door and opened the door. And he said, he stepped in, and he said, I'm so-and-so, introduced himself. He said, I'm a member of the full gospel businessman chapter here in Philadelphia. He said, that priest pulled his hands and said, go to God! He said, I'm reading this book called The Happiest People on Earth. 
He said, I just prayed, I just prayed. Go and send somebody who can pray with me and get me filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, do you think that was a dry meeting? Or do you think there was a little joy? Saturated in there somewhere. He said he thought he was going to go over there and be like Kenneth Hagin and said, He said, I went over there, opened up my Bible, and I was fixing to go over there and teach it. He said, I opened my mouth and went, Speak how about how I have to be put up the table. Speak how about how I have to be put up the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. What does this world need as it continues to go downhill day after day, week after week, month after month? God wants to present something to the world and say, here it is. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and thank Him. Father, we thank You. Oh, we bless You, Lord. Thank You for Your Word. The entrance of Your Word brings light and life to us. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, stand on your feet. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you that our ears are tuned to hear, not just listen. And Father, we thank you for our righteousness. I pray over every person sitting here in the church, watching this on the internet, listening to the podcast, that if they do not have a revelation of that righteousness, I pray over them for the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of things. That the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. That you would take light and add it to the light that they have. Lord, as we leave tonight, we thank you for your protection and safety. We claim Psalms 91, declaring no evil befalls us, no threat comes our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. We stand in faith, believing we receive the full measure of your protection and safety. We travel on the highways, airways, seaways, railways. We work. We handle the righteous labor that you've given us to do. Thank you that we're not subject to fraud, to trouble, to tribulation. We know that it comes, but we know that we're delivered out of it in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you also that we are that presentation of joy in the Holy Ghost. This island, Lord, this county, this state, our nation. We cry out for revival, for awakening, for harvest, for the stirrings of God in the hearts of men and women. We thank you for it, Father. Let your blessing be upon all, to protect and serve. But we pray over Afghanistan. Lord, it's Brother Allen brought forth. I believe Saturday night we continue to lift up those people. Lord, we know there are pastors there, there are Christians there. Father, we ask for your mercy. We ask for your mercy in Taiwan. We ask for your mercy in Israel, the Philippine Islands. We ask for your mercy, Lord, in Japan. Lord, areas of the world that are being targeted evil men, evil plants. It's not their time. It is not their time. We declare the mercy of God. We stand against these foul pandemics and epidemics. Lord, if you directed us, we stand on the front side. We reduce the cold, the flu, the coronavirus. We reduce whatever is made by man and animals. 
to try and harm our physical bodies, we stand against it. And we declare every person that expects it is to be delivered by the power of God. We do not shrink in fear, but we stand in faith. Thank you for evangelism in our hearts, the name of Jesus on our lips, the joy of God everywhere we go. We thank you, Father. Lord, as we leave tonight, we walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We walk in love toward each other. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ. We call us to be thanking you, Lord, for your island church. We're covered by the blood. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.